Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. Everybody, welcome back to Above and Below. I'm Kieran Anderson, hosting the show. Super special guest online right now. I have Jamie O'Brien, who's a professional surfer, and his girlfriend, Tina Cohen. What's up, guys? How are you? And uh, give us a little rundown of where you're from and about yourself. Cool. Right on. Thanks uh, for having us. I mean, we're both from the North Shore of Oahu, born and raised, both of us. Actually, where were you born? Here. Yeah. In Honolulu. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I wasn't born. I wasn't born. There's only one place on the North Shore that used to deliver babies, and that shut down because it was so gross and unsanitary. I'm pretty sure that's why, but he was born there. Yeah, so. <laughs> so you both grew up in Hawaii. Yeah, on the North Shore my entire life. I was told if, if you were born in Putin Hospital and you made it, then you were lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, did you grow up surfing too? Or was that like your, your thing? Yeah, so I was homeschooled my entire life and my family just didn't want to sign me up to any normal sports. They just forced me to grab a board and go to the beach every day. So I surfed my entire life. Yep. That's pretty not sick. as serious, not as serious as this guy. But. Yeah, Jamie started at a young age too. Jamie, talk to us about your little childhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I know you pretty well. You're a good friend, but like, I want like people to realize where you came from and what what you're about. Yeah, I think you know, growing up surfing on the North Shore, and you know, just having my dad's vision really be my vision um, to be a pro surfer. I think is a lot of every kid's dreams on the North shore, but it's a lot of hard work. So, you know, just growing up and traveling the world, leaving my friends at such a young age and this, you know, hope to be a pro surfer until actually like, maybe like, I don't know. I remember I got my first contract. I was like for like $11,000 from Rip Curl. And I was like, Whoa, like I can go buy some food. Like that was the first thing I thought about. I was like, I buy my own food. (laughs) And then next thing you know, you know, you just, just keep traveling keep working hard. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's not, it's not easy. By all means, by any means. I mean, it's just a lot of time away from home, family, and friends, really. You know, and there's one thing leads to another. You know, just keep surfing, keep your head down, and keep having fun. And that's what, you know. Did you grow up doing a bunch of contests? Oh, my God. I surfed so many contests. It was crazy. I probably surfed more contests than Kelly Slater. No, maybe not. But (laughs) I, I honestly, like, was surfing contests, like, every weekend. We'd be driving to another surf contest. And I'll be like boogie board, short board, long board, um, any, any division that I can enter. My dad had me enter. Basically what you do now. Everything. Yeah, it's pretty much what I do now. Like I wouldn't be, you know, like, I don't know. I wouldn't be boogie boarding if it wasn't for my dad making me go boogie board when I was younger. So definitely like it. Long boarding, still long boarding. Did you have a hard time serving pipe when you were younger? No, there, there was definitely the older generation, but they're all yeah. really nice. To the kids and stuff you know that that's just hawaii you know that a lot of respect and yeah, yeah it, sure. was, it was it was scary because guys would paddle for the wave and, and you 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 would just you have to make sure you weren't paddling for that wave or anywhere near it really or in their way um, yeah <laughs> but, God, <you're> far away <laughs> i feel like surfing with you you're like not aggressive towards people or at least i don't see that because we're friends but like i feel like you have a different perspective on it like you're always welcoming to people like 
Tina and you guys go surf and you're like, all right, sick, I'm going to ride this longboard and the foamy and, you know, catch surfboards and whatever. Everybody come to this spot and we're going to go body womp. Like you're, you're so like good with that hospitality. Yeah, it's, it's always fun. I mean, that's why we surf is to, to have fun with all our friends. And there's a couple times a year it gets pretty serious at Pipe and, and you know, our egos get the best of us. But, you know, for the most part, like I'm just trying to have fun. Like that's that's just my whole goal in surfing is to have as much fun as I can. And whether I'm surfing, you know, two foot Tina size waves or, you know, I'm surfing massive barrels at Pipe on a catch surf soft top. And Tina, you're more into like longboards and everything, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, longboarding is definitely my favorite. And I mean, he's saying he did this longboard contest back in the day, but I don't know. You like me to practice on your longboarding a little. Oh, <laughs> I got, I got the tapes to prove it. I just, mm-hmm. it's just going to cost me a bunch of money to transfer from the tapes to digital. I'm ready to watch yeah. it. Did you do events and stuff growing up, Tina? Or did you kind of like just cruise and surf whenever? I think I've done a total of like three or four contests in my life. And yeah. I always hated them. Like I hate contests. Yeah, the feeling of being like nervous and thinking about you have to do well and you have, you know, 15 minutes to do well. I hated that. Like all I wanted to do was go surf and have fun. And I think I was like 13. I was like, I'm never gonna do a contest again. And I never did. What about Sally? Was she Sally is Tina's sister, by the way. But was Sally super into contests or she's been like getting crazy into it recently? Yeah, I don't know. Growing up, she wasn't into surfing like I was. Like, I had a lot more fun surfing, and she was kind of like the kid that played on the sand and wanted to make sand castles. And then I would force her to go surf with me. And now she's like super into competing and surfing, and definitely leaves me at home and goes surf by herself. Like, that's how into it she is. I, I'm the kind of person that's like, oh, if no one's going to surf with me today, I don't think I'm going to surf by myself. And yeah. meanwhile, she's all out there. She's out there no matter what. That's how I am. I hate surfing by myself. Yeah, it's not fun. I want the biggest crowd there can be. I love <laughs> yeah. that. I swear. Okay, maybe not that, but I like having my friends with me for sure. So, Jamie, when you were doing events and stuff when you were younger, was your goal to make it on tour? Yeah, definitely the goal was to make it on tour. I mean, it's just kind of like what my dad was telling me is what I wanted to do, right? Because I didn't really know what I wanted, and my dad did. And, and so every time we go to a contest, it was like kind of needed to win, come home with a trophy, make the finals. Um yeah, it was it was this win, 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 surf, 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 surf. Yeah. I mean, I remember at a young age, I think I was like 13, 14. I was kind of burnt out. I was kind of over it. I was like, oh, I just want to like hang out with my friends. So I started like saying I was surfing and I'd just go throw my wetsuit in the water um, in the bathtub and then just hang it up on the railing. And my dad's like, you surf? I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, sick. Okay, good job. That's so funny. My wetsuit's wet, you know? And uh, then he would start calling all the lifeguards after. And he's like, you guys see Jamie surfing? You know, because he knew all the lifeguards. And then you'd find out I was I was uh, lying to him. <laughs> I was just riding my bike down the, the down the bike path, building jumps, and, and I don't know, just trying to be a kid, you know. Was your dad a lifeguard? Yeah, my dad was lifeguard for almost twenty years or something. Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. that's so, sick. I mean, I mean, he was on it though. Like, if if I was sitting at home waking up in the morning, uh, just kind of foggy and i don't know just just not knowing and my dad would be like there's there's 40 photographers down here at rocky point you need to get down here what are you doing you know like like he was just on me always <laughs> did that grind just make you not want to surf kind of but then i don't know you get out there and you have fun and, and it's all good um that's how it was for me skateboarding yeah yeah i hated that i was so over it but like when i was like 14 i was just like this sucks dude I'm at a contest every single weekend, if not multiple. 
I was getting so over it. The fine balance between like being happy and loving what you're doing versus like, you know, doing it for someone else being happy. Being, like, like my dad was like happy that I was doing these contests, but not necessarily I was always happy doing them, you know? So, Which is kind of perfect. Yeah. Now you're doing vlogs and you're, you're still serving, but you can really have fun with it instead of competing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It allowed me to live my dream out exactly how I wanted it to. Yeah, yeah for sure. What, um, when did you realize like that you wanted to start doing like movies and videos and like YouTube stuff, like how you do right now, like social media, fun stuff. You are like the king of social media for any type of water sport, I would say, because you do everything, which Thanks. is ridiculous. But, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, though. It's like I remember, you know, I wanted to make a, a Jamie O'Brien movie and we went to Rip Curl and they said they're not ready for a Jamie O'Brien movie. And it was like more so like, I was like, okay, well, we're going to do this ourselves. And my dad's like, yes, we are. And we, and I was kind of stoked. My dad was like, like pumping me up to do it. And then yeah, we ended up making the movie and then they wanted to be a part of it, which was awesome. And they helped out at the end. But like, I was just, I didn't like the fact that every time I go on a surf trip and I'm going with the best guys in the world. And if I didn't have my, my few days like on the trip that I didn't like just perform at a, like a really high level then I felt like I was always being shadowed by other people. So it was like kind of my chance to like show like that, you know, I could rip too. <laughs> yeah. It just, it was just kind of fun, like filming, making videos and like, and it was like the perfect excuse to bring my friend on a trip, you know, that we could hang out. And then it was just kind of like, just really just evolved into what, what it is now. That's totally you though. Like bringing friends on trips and just having the best time. I love that. That's what's sick about you for like all of your YouTube stuff. And like, just having fun and everything. When did your career like start? Like surfing was your thing. Like surfing, you are the king of pipeline. You're, you know, an amazing surfer outside of pipeline. People don't realize that. They think that you can just surf pipeline, I feel like. But you are a phenomenal surfer wherever you go. We went to Japan together. You were ripping anywhere you go. And I feel like because that was all your life, you eventually transitioned. You started getting the sub squashes going and like foamies and all this stuff. And you were like, Anything that you could get two feet on, you were doing. And when did that start? It's kind of been going on forever. I mean, I, I remember I remember getting some like uh rafts and, and stuff. We just I don't know, we just bought it at like Walmart and we'd want to go try and ride them and like just floating out to the lineup, you know, the world's dangerous wave, you know, on a, on a inflatable and just kinda of like kind of seeing what was possible. And I don't I don't know. I remember I remember paddling out one of my dad's uh longboards. It was Rail Sun's longboard that he um got given to and I ended up paddling out the pipe with it got some crazy barrels broke it my dad was pissed and then that was kind of like the next revolution to like riding soft tops at pipeline it was like I don't know I remember riding this longboard and got some sick barrels when I was younger like I'm gonna try that there I, I don't know I just it's, it's honestly when you surf your whole life and I don't want this to come out like like being said the wrong way I'm bored so yeah. things like this make me want to go surfing and challenge myself because I I just get bored doing it every day. When did you uh when did you first get a sub squash? That thing's so sick. I want to get one of those, by the way. The sub squash is amazing. I don't know, maybe maybe ten years ago, eight years ago. But the problem with it is that the <laughs> they just get holes in them and they're just they're just such like the the maintenance on a sub squash is so high. It's like I have like three or four of them. And they all have holes in them. And I meant, I know I should go fix them because winter's right around the corner, but I haven't fixed them for like three years now. And fun fact, I think my biggest wave was on a sub squash with him. 
I was literally just going to ask, what's your guys' biggest wave on a sub? Well, Jamie and Tina, what is your guys' biggest waves? For me, it's probably not that big, but still, I'm pretty sure in the scale of Tina's size wave, it was probably the biggest I've ever gone out on. And it's because for sure. I didn't have any power on paddling. They're all just paddling for me, and I was on the board. It was happening. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of funny, too, like, you know, with her saying that. And I think a lot of my friends, biggest waves they've ever ridden... <laughs> I've been on a raft or a sub squatch and not a normal surfboard. Yeah, it's just it just happens. There was there was a couple of years that I went probably three or four years with my biggest wave of the winter that I personally caught was with six or seven of my friends on a sub squatch or or on <laughs> on an inflatable that's supposed to go behind a boat. We we I mean last year I think that my biggest wave I caught last year was on an inflatable raft. I think that's so funny, like growing up and stuff, when I used to come over to your house and we would all go on the sub squash, you're like, oh, everybody get a padded vest on or a poopies, when you'd get poopies like a pull vest, but half of the freaking canisters were already used or something like this. And everybody would be so scared, dude, it's so sick. Yeah, I, um, I think the sub squash is going to make a comeback this year, hopefully. I just need to go out there and fix them. They're, they're um, just rolled up and... They're not full of air. We need Karen to come back and ride with us. Yeah. This winter, I'll for sure come over. It's been like two years since I've been over there, I think. Maybe a year. But wow, for sure. It's kind of crazy. What uh, when did you get involved with Catch Surf? Yeah, catch Surf? I don't know. I think like maybe like 2009, 2010, 11. I, I'm not sure. I need to backtrack on it. I've at least been riding for them for about eight years maybe now. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of funny, you know, because it all started like riding the wave storms at Costco. And then we figured out that they had the best uh, deal in the world. You know, you break a board, you bring it back in there, they'll give you another one. So I, I was starting yeah. to go through like 15, 20 boards uh, a winter and just changing them out from Costco. And then they finally they caught on to that thing and they clipped us. So then I hit up Wavestorm and I tried to like climb the ladder and figure out who's who there because I want to get more boards. And they said they would give me one free board a year. And I just kind of laughed. And um, Catch Surf was like, hey, I'll, we'll send you out a board. I'm like, okay, cool. They sent me two boards. Got a crazy wave on, on the board. And like, I was like, oh, I love these boards. And we just we just started um, riding Catch Surf boards. And, you know, it's like your go-to board now? Pretty much. Nine times out of ten, I'm grabbing that thing. <laughs> It's so hard though, because you like you go from like riding a nine foot board, think paddles like the best board ever, and then you go down to like a like six zero Takoro, and you're just like, what am I doing right now? <laughs> like it's hard. like not like you know the performance is there, but it's just like the paddle power, and just like I feel like I feel like it's a it's a job when I'm riding like a short board versus the yeah surfboard is like vacation. <laughs> Tina, you're doing YouTube channels, or you have a YouTube channel now, yeah? Yep, I do. How's that going? It's super fun. It's actually insane. Um, I'm I I don't know when this podcast comes out, but I am hitting my fiftieth vlog really soon, which is absolutely insane. Um, Jeez, I've only done like ten of these. <laughs> Come on now. I um I don't know. I didn't want to start because I would help him with all his vlogs, and it's just so much work, and I yeah kind of put it off for a really long time and then he convinced me to finally do it and it's been really fun because it's like i can put out my you know i just go surf i'll cook i'll clean up the beach i'll do whatever and i just film it and put it out and it's just been working and so it's really cool to just do what i really love to do and not feel forced to do other you know something that someone else might want me to do but i just do what i want and put it out and it's 
it's fun. It's working. It's, it's really awesome. And then, and it's awesome because I've magically found brands <laughs> to back me and it's, it's crazy. Tina's a pro surfer yeah. now. I mean, she's a pro YouTuber. <laughs> pro she YouTuber. is. <laughs> she also ran shopjamieobrien.com, right? Yep. Yep. JamieO'Brienshop.com. JamieO'Brienshop.com. You, wait, so you, you like did all that on huh? your packaging and everything. So I was packaging and customer service and all that. And I convinced Sally to take that over. So now my sister Sally is packaging and she does all the customer service emails. I still do all the ordering and inventory and whatnot. It's a lot, but it's fun because, I mean, our offices are right in the house. I think everything we do is like right here at Pipeline. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Jamie, what's like, what's the gnarliest contest you've won besides Pipe? Pipe. Besides five, I don't know. I mean, probably the NSSA national champs uh, for boogie boarding. No, you did not. Yes, I did. No, you did not. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you won the NSSA champs for bodyboarding. Won it. That's unreal. No wonder you're so good at bodyboarding. And and I would get like I would get like fifth and sixth in the shortboard. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That's so epic. I mean, that was like back in the day, like when like Bobby Martinez and Anthony Petusio and like uh, Fred Patacchia. I mean, that, it was just like, we were just growing, but I just took over the boogie board division. That's so sick. That's actually really funny. How, how bad were the body boards? <laughs> no, the boogie boarders were good. I mean, I, I, it was just kind of funny though. There's a catch 22. I was standing up on the boog. So all the boogie boarders are so good. Ah, oh, dude. Can you even do that? How are you not disqualified? I don't know. They were judging me and I was winning and I was happy about it. That should be automatic. It's pretty classic because I never won a national world or national title um, on a shortboard. I think the best I did was like third. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> That's funny. I got, I actually, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I, I think one of the years in the NSSA nationals, I, I got, I got uh, disqualified because I took off on the wave and I did a couple turns and then I like put my head between my legs and looked at the judges <laughs> and apparently they said that I was brown eyeing them or something. And then they, they, they like, they disqualified me. No way. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was crazy. Where did you guys uh, go to school over there? I went to Sunset Beach Elementary School until until I was like in third grade and I got kicked out because I kept getting beat up and I was always being bullied. <laughs> <laughs> and then they sent me to Kahuku Elementary, which is like technically like way more scarier than Sunset Beach Elementary. And it, it was bummer because like I, I couldn't, you know, just walk right across the street and go surf. I had to like catch the bus to school, catch the bus home. Jeez. Were you guys just down in Mexico? Uh, that was probably about a month ago. How was it? Um, it was okay. It wasn't the best of the best, but I was just kind of excited to like go get some waves and, um, yeah, in hopes of the perfect wave. But I mean, I guess the great waves. That's fun. Where's like your favorite travel destination? I would say, you know, just as, as a whole, I think Indo is so fun just because there's just so many people around. You're like riding mopeds around. There's so many like different awesome places to eat. There's ways for Tina. There's ways for me. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of just like just a gathering place of, of a bunch of surfers. And just, just, we like Japan. Yeah, Japan's Japan is awesome. so fun. 
I still tell people to this day, whenever they ask me where my favorite place I've been, I say Japan, just because that trip was just so fun with our crew. And like, it wasn't just a surf trip. Like we snowboarded the whole time. Yeah. That's why I liked it the most. It was just so yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 It was all around a good time. We need to recreate that. That was fun. We need to do that. Yeah. Was that the coldest water that you've served or have you served in like Iceland or something? I mean, that was pretty, pretty much up there. I mean, that, that, I mean, like just visually like walking out, like through like three feet of snow to get to the water. It was just like absolutely crazy. And then there was like full snowstorms while you're surfing. It's just like, what's that place is a trip. That place what? is such a trip. Tina, your family's from there. Yeah. Yeah. My mom is from Tokyo. And then she, she was a professional bodyboarder and that's why she moved to Hawaii. Your mom was a professional bodyboarder. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. That's why I feel like I was so forced to surf all the time. And then she wanted me to become a professional in something. It didn't work out for me, but then she got my sister Sally to be pro. So I think she's pretty stoked on that. She's stoked that Jamie won an NSA championship in bodyboarding. I don't think she knows that. Yeah. I feel like that, that could have been a good line to open up with. (laughs) That would be so sick. Pretty funny. Yeah. What uh? What do you guys got going on the rest of the year? Any like good trips or anything? I don't know. You know, due to COVID, so I, I guess that's kind of affecting a lot of the stuff that we're doing. I think we're going back to California, doing some stuff over there. Mm-hmm. My sister getting married, and um, yeah, just just um, winter's about to get started here. Looks like we got a lot of swell coming already, so we're pretty pumped about that. Yeah, I feel like even though traveling's not so much a thing this year, we live in a pretty nice place, so. Can't really complain. It's insane. Every single day is amazing. And yep. the water is always warm. Yep. <laughs> Are you still sailing, Jamie? I didn't put my boat out this uh, summer. Um, this, I don't know. I was, I was super psyched on just fishing and stuff. So and every time I had some free time, I'd take the boat out instead. So the boat is um, not in the water this year. Have you ever been on John John's catamaran? No, I got an, I got an offer a couple times. He tried to lock me in for like three weeks to go out to some the Aleutian Islands or wherever they went a while back. And I was kind of like, mm. I was doing two vlogs a week. It was just too much for me at the time. And then he randomly invited me last winter, the winter before, on just like, hey, we're leaving tonight. You want to come on the boat? We're going for a week. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, come on, dude, I can just drop everything I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I've been on it a little bit, but not. I haven't sailed anywhere with them. Are you still doing YouTube stuff, or what's the sitch with that? Um, I quit. No, I'm you're just done. Uh, no, I, I I'm just once a week, so I, I slowed down from two a week to one a week. Yeah, because that was kind of a gnarly situation, huh? Like you were always busy every day. I feel like I'm on vacation now. Really? I mean, well, it's just like. My my workload was so heavy that I had like I felt like I just had no time to just chill or like you know not film. Everything had to be filmed, and and you know like let's just say like this lot since I've I've went to one vlog a week, I feel so much like more mentally better, and and I think we're gonna get better videos and and be able to like kind of go back to the roots of having more fun instead of like putting on another surf flick. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tina? How many videos do you usually do? I do once a week, but that's so much work. Like, I don't understand. He he just goes out and he can like <laughs> film anything. He's good at everything. Like me, I feel like I still struggle. I don't know. Plus, I edit myself and I feel like I 
film half most more than half of it by myself. So it's just so much work. Ugh. But it's so much fun after the content comes out. Are you making merchandise? Yeah, I am. No way. But it hasn't come out yet. So that's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty excited. Jamie, how did Stay Psych happen? Like, how did that even start? I'll, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I um, always <laughs> like... <laughs> kind of a funny backstory. So I always liked how um, Town & Country had the slogans, Stay Stoked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, that's like the best like thing. Like, they own it. And like, then we started this thing like Team Grom, and then we got a cease and assist, which is like, <laughs> you can't use this because there's like other like companies like i think the companies like grom army or i don't know whatever anyways then i was like oh so i started thinking about it and we were thinking it was going to be called get psyched but then i don't know i just kind of became stay psyched and then that's why we always in the blog like don't say stoked like it's like the forbidden word just because it's kind of funny it was like you know and you have like the psych counter and everything yeah it's just a good positive message at the end of the day i mean you know when when tina uh first we first started hanging out um, slowly but surely, but pretty fast. Uh, Tina took over the store because, like, <laughs> it was a it was a mess. I mean, we were trying, you know, my friend Dante and I, and and we were we were trying to figure it out. We were we were we were pumped, like selling some stuff. It was cool and fun, um, super core. But I don't know. Tina went to school for this, and I don't know. It just all kind of made sense. And Tina stepped in, and I told her quit her job. She was working at the surf center at Holiva. She had this little job. I don't know. She just boss people around. Lifeguarding. Lifeguarding. And um, yeah, so so I, so she quit her job and started uh, working for the store. And I don't. I'm I'm pretty hands off. I, I I sign all the posters and write all the personal notes, but um, I'm just kind of cruising. Sometimes I'll take it to the post office. And... Are the Groms <laughs> are the Groms your biggest clientele? I think it's just a wide variety of people. You know, um, just all ages. I think we we um, check the box and. A wide demographic of, of people. It's so, pretty rad. You can see it in the merch, like what sells and stuff. Like you can see what sizes sell, and you can pretty much assume, like you know, how old the person is, and it's just it's cool. Like you sell a bunch of smalls, but also some larges and extra larges, two XLs, like all around. It's really really awesome. Then Christmas comes along, and it's just all like you know, mediums and smalls for yeah. all the kids because the kids don't have the money to buy all the stuff, as the parents are buying it for them. So it's just kind of fun. I don't know. Just, yeah, it's really cool. You just started a surf camp, right? We got a surf school at Turtle Bay. How's that? It's awesome. It's amazing. I mean, there's nothing more than I love to, um, you know, teach people how I, you know, got taught how to surf and and spread spread the love for the ocean, you know, through, you know, many people. I think, Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Are you guys both able to show your face there a lot and go over and hang out? I try when I'm at home. I I try to go over there once or twice a week. Um, Yeah. It's it's been um, you know between the travel schedules and whatnot, like trying to make it balance. Um, sometimes they're super fans, and I try and um, show up and surprise them if I'm at home and have time. It's pretty cool though, because down the road, so I feel like if he has any time, he goes down there. <laughs> yeah, it's super yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. It's authentic. It's it's uh, you get this feeling when you walk into our little store and and um, you show up. You know, all the cat surfboards are JOB Pro models. Um, you know, there's there's uh, my personal board there. I don't know. It's just kind of fun and, and unique, I guess, to the North Shore. Yeah, that's sick. Jamie, we, you're on tour, right? Me? No. Oh, I surfed the QS, the World Qualifying Series. World, yeah, WQS, sorry. 
How'd you do in those? You know, there was a one or two years that, you know, I, or maybe three years that I had a chance to qualify, but needed a big result. Um, one year coming down to Holiva, I needed to make the finals. I made the quarters uh, pretty close. I could have qualified that year. Um, and then I think the other year I needed to make like, you know, semis at sunset. And I lost like two heats before that, I think round of 32. So there was definitely a couple of close um, calls. I think the year I almost qualified, I ended up like 40th on, on tour or 38th or something. And that was the year I won the pipeline masters too. So it was like, yeah. I mean, God, if I if if I would have got the points for the Pipeline Masters to <laughs> go to my qualifying points, I mean, that would have been a dream come true. But I'm happy to walk away with the whole thing, just winning one, you know, big event. And, I don't know. I think it's stressful to travel around the world for 20, 30, 40 years. Like, how long are you going to do this for? So, I mean, yeah, you, you know, I had fun doing it. But I feel like a very, very few people nowadays, it's easy because social media and stuff. But like growing up for you you did events, but you weren't on tour. You were filming and making videos. And I feel like that's how you really showed who you are. Like did a lot of people do that or like, was that kind of pioneered by you? No, I wouldn't say pioneered. I mean, I definitely looked like watched a lot of Taylor Still movies and, and looked up to Bruce Irons because he was kind of like that first guy that really took it to the next level and was just like making videos and didn't surf contests. And I was like, well, this is sick pretty much saw what Bruce was doing. I was like, I want to somehow follow his lead. And um, I don't know, just, I wouldn't say I made the path, but um, I feel like, you know, Bruce definitely highlighted it. And I, I followed, I followed it. It's, it's just fun. Yeah. So fun just filming and, and documenting your life. And I think that's why Tina likes vlogging because she gets to document her life and it lives mm-hmm. on, a, on a great platform. That's a, you know, high quality that, you know, so cool to like recap and see see how your year was or your last ten there's, years. Yeah, there's so much that I feel like we filmed that we would just never film and we just be it's been forgotten, you know. And so going back and even rewatching a vlog from like ten videos ago, I'm like, oh my god, it's so cool. I'm so glad I filmed that. Or even our Japan trip, we filmed so much together, and it's just like so much. I don't know. So many memories will get forgotten, but when it's filmed, it helps. It's so fun. Yeah. How, how long are your days? Do you know, like when you're filming, do you even think that you're filming or are you just like, Oh, I'm going to go surf. Do you want to come film this or, um, like, I remember like last time you were here, you're like, Oh, I'm going to go try to surf under this bridge. Like, I don't even know what you were talking about. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I got this wave under this bridge. And the bridge is like, you can touch your head on it probably, but yeah, you just like I, go and do that stuff. Was, that was cool. That was surfing under the PCH. Um, yeah. that was really cool. I, I love that kind of stuff. But then I feel like when I'm when I'm doing that kind of stuff, it's I forget that I'm filming because it's like it's so cool. But also at the same time, I wouldn't be there doing that if I wasn't filming. Like I would never have that drive to go try to surf under a bridge. I think that's really cool. But then there are weeks where I'm like, okay, I need to film because I have nothing. Like right now, it's pretty hard over here because there's just no waves. But at the same time, I feel like you can always build something out of anything really especially when you live somewhere like this or even anywhere around the world you think you have to see it a different way and a different perspective because you get kind of jaded like i definitely do where i just kind of like oh it's always pretty and it's hawaii and it's nice but then i know that if it was you know somewhere else even california for me i get really excited to film there just because i'm not used to it so i have to think of it that way of like 
people aren't so used to Hawaii. And so I need to just showcase, you know, maybe my daily life and make something out of that. And it ends up being cool. Is your following growing like crazy right now? Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think you, yeah, it's kind of cruising. Yeah. I mean, just, just in the last year, you know, she's, she's almost, it hasn't even been a year and she's almost, you know, gained 50,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel. I, mm-hmm. I think what? Yeah. But I think what's cool about what Tina's doing is, is it's relatable, you know, like, yeah, so many kids could just get out there and the mom or the daughters or the, the or the boys like they could all, you know, go and surf Tina size waves and, and have yeah. a good time. And like I think right when Tina started the YouTube channel, she didn't realize people would actually watch it. And and I think that just goes to show like anybody out there like looking to get into making videos, you know, do it for yourself. And, and once you film like like pick a day and be like, I'm going to film all day today, like today's going to be the best day ever. And film the whole day and then put the video together and you can realize how rad your life is. And, you know, when you just crunch it up into 10 minutes, you're like, whoa, we live a good life, you know? Yeah, you're just frothing, doing fun things and then make a sick little edit. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's psyched on it. Because everybody, I feel like that's another thing with like the world is no matter what it is. Like I like watching like the most random stuff on YouTube, like working on cars or whatever it is. And like some people like... I don't work on cars a lot, but I just like watching that stuff. Like, it's just something that I like to watch and like learn about that. And like people get to learn from you guys or like Tina, Tina size waves. Like, I feel like that's a famous quote now for sure. But (laughs) Tina size waves, like people want to watch that stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's really fun. I don't know. I have a, I have a great time filming. Is my scooter still at your house? No. So how long has that thing been going? You're probably wondering, Oh, what, what scooter? So this guy showed up at my house and then one, one winter, and then he left this this uh, moped out there. Probably cost him like three hundred bucks. And then three years later, he's like, "Is my moped still there?" We took it to the dump, and just threw it away. That's so rad. It was just like rusted out, blown out. Um, I think we let someone use it, and then poopies break it. Poopies broke it probably three times. That's bad. He like literally took. He got all pumped. He's like, "Oh, I take this moped," and like filled it up with gas, and like. Rode somewhere to like Foodland, didn't realize the gas was leaking out the hallway because it rusted out. And then he and then he got stuck at Foodland. Then he like came back. He's like, "I thought I put gas in there." And he filled it up. We drove somewhere else and ran out. That's rad. Hole in the gas tank. Uh, so if you guys don't know who Poopies is, he's just this crazy guy that does a bunch of random stunts. And now he's a part of Jackass, which is super rad. But Jamie, how did you first meet Poopies? I know the story, but it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> I want to know this. Yeah. I want people to know this story. <laughs> so I, the house that I currently live at now, um, before there was like a two story, like kind of, um, board and batten kind of just old, old, old school house on the North shore. And, um, I was kind of slumlording pretty hard. I was pretty sick. Like I was like, I was probably the worst landlord ever. I had like, <laughs> I had like seven people staying in the house, you know, it's like a three bedroom house. Um, just stuff the rooms. Um, but anyways, I found out that there was like eight people staying in one room because I wasn't living here. I didn't really know. And I found out there was eight people in one room. So I went in there and like busted them up one day. I'm like, hey, what's going on here? Like um, put my foot down. They're like all running out. Like, oh, no, just, 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 we're just hanging out. But um, I ended up having to talk to the, the one kid that rent the room for a thousand bucks a month. And I was like, dude, what's going on? He's like, man, I'm so sorry, Jamie. I, I, I didn't have much money. So I figured I just, I would rent um you know 125 bucks a month for each one of these guys to stay in my room and like whatever i was like oh my god um 
So what? The, so everyone left, and then my buddy's like Tiago is like, oh, this guy Poopies is super cool. Like, is it cool if he hangs around? I'm like, mm, okay, I guess so. And I don't know. He was just like, whatever I would ask him to do is like super helpful. Like, hey, can you just make sure you clean up? You clean up. I'm like, okay, sick, that's cool. Then we went fishing one night. It was like 11 o'clock at night, and and we're paddling out this like live bait from shore, maybe like a quarter mile offshore. I'm like, hey, you want to paddle out this bait? He's like, okay. It's like a dead fish, like, you know, bloody. And he pals it out, comes back in. Like, hey, you want to paddle this one out? Like three in the morning. Oh, yeah, no problem. It's like, well, this guy like does anything you say. This is crazy. So that was kind of just beginning of Poopy's uh, story. And once you guys started filming, was he just down for anything and everything? He was kind of like that person that said no, like once or twice. And the third time, I was like, you're always going to get a yes. I don't know why. He is crazy. He's crazy for sure. Yeah, guys, do you guys have any more uh, any more goodies to tell us about? I mean, thank you for your time. I know that you're you guys are both super busy. No I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, here. it's been a long time coming, but it, it happened. Yeah, thanks for having us. I, I thought it was funny. So before I left on my recent trip, a uh, box came in and the dog ate like half the box. <laughs> and I didn't really know what it was. And I like just put it inside the house. And then I realized that that was the microphone you sent us to do this interview. So there's no return label. Um, I'll send you one. And no box. That's all right. Sometimes, sometimes when the FedEx guy comes, he puts the box over the fence and then the dogs are out and they'll just eat the whole box. And there's these or stickers or poster tubes and posters shredded up across the whole yard. And we're like trying to figure out like what address it came from to make sure that we get him another one. And just... But it worked out. We're worked here. Out. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no worries. If you guys are in Hawaii, go check out Jamie's surf school for Ooh. sure. Thanks, and uh, <laughs> Tina and Jamie, shout out your guys' YouTube so people can subscribe to that and watch it or Instagrams or whatever. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think it's just Tina Cohen Vlogs. Check it out. Yeah, let's Wait. get to the end of 50K. I know. Yeah, oh. Tina. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. And uh, we'll catch you next time. I need Karen to subscribe. I, oh, I do have a YouTube. I'll subscribe to you. Bang. Right See you guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this podcast, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. Stay salty. Phew.